So before we start, if you or the people you're listening with will be offended by and well, it's probably best you turn this podcast off right now. Hello, I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome to this dark corner of the podcast sphere, where candles dimly light the never-ending hallways and the echo of a lost soul goes on and on forever. And who's that hooded enigma running down the sinking staircase of doom? Oh, it's just Eric. The smoke machine must be up the swanee again. So, welcome to... Where there's a will. There's a wake. As we watch the clouds black out the sun's hopeful rays, we welcome our guests to this crumbling cave. Now, some podcasts ask their guests about their favourite records, but on this show, we ask our guests how their funeral casket will look. Important details, I'm sure you'll agree. So, we might as well discuss it now. And joining me today to tell us all about their fantasy funeral is the wonderful... Brilliant. Roshin Connerty. <laughs> Hello, Roche. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, really good. What an intro. See, it's quite nice, isn't it? No expense spared. I mean, it's it's incredible. And you've been all right, babe? I've been all right, my love. You know me, ticking away. What have you been up to? You've got something you need to push, promote? <sighs> Not really. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I suppose, is Game Face still on all four? Oh, yeah, Game Face is still on all four, yeah. Yes, good, because I, I absolutely loved Game Face, which you wrote and you starred in, and uh, there was two series. Thanks, mate. You couldn't be asked to do a third, could you, babe? Fault, <laughs> 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 nah, fuck it, I've done it. Got the, got the acclaim, <laughs> sod it. But I, I loved it. I really, really loved Game Face, and uh, oh, I, I thought it was terrific. Well, you're my hero, so it's always a treat when you said you liked the show. I was really, really touched. You're the only one my mum cared about as well. When I said, Kathy Burt likes it, she went, oh, I'll watch it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something about certain people of a certain generation. Oh, but also, without being obsequious, I think you go across generations. Without being what? Hang on. Obsequious. What the fuck? Arse liquor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um it's, I think you go across generate. I think if you go, that's what I mean. Like, I think you go through them because uh, uh, of all the. <laughs> <laughs> I go through them. Oh, yeah, I've been through them. Been through quite a lot. Yeah, every age. Yeah, I've had them. Been through them. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There's, there's all because you played all, you know, the Kevin and Perry stuff. Listen, you, you're digging a hole. <laughs> You're digging a hole that we're going to put the coffin into, which is quite interesting. Nice. Um, But I just think also the listeners might be interested to know um, how we know each other. I think we first met, was it doing an episode of Cat's Dust Countdown? It was, yeah. And then, lovely listener, Roisling was a marvel because during first lockdown, during pandemic, I did a tweet saying I really regretted not buying the triple bounty. And an hour later, 20 triple bounties turned up that Miss Connerty had ordered for me and had delivered. And I just thought this was wonderful. She was really looking after the elderly. (laughs) And we went to the same school. Well, yes, obviously me quite a few years before you. And the nuns lied to you, didn't they, Roche, about me? Oh, they loved you. Well, I just... 
They I've... lied. They didn't love me. <laughs> Fucking lied. They didn't. <laughs> Fucking liars. Anyway. <laughs> right, so... Are you settled in? Are you comfortable? Should we get on with it? I am. I saw a great tweet the other day, actually, that said, um, listening to a podcast, 45 minutes in. Right, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Rasheen, a bit of housekeeping, right? Just so there's no confusion surrounding today's topic. From the moment you were born and came crying into this cruel, unforgiving world, the clock to your death started ticking. It's brutal stuff, right? <laughs> well, cheer up. <laughs> because you're one of the lucky ones that gets to talk to me all about the things you want when you're not here to experience them. Does that sound nice? Really nice. So, let's get into it, shall we? We've got three sections. First, we'll discuss your untimely passing in the death. Then it's off to the funeral. And lastly, we'll chat about the will and the wake. And just so you know where we're up to, I've got us a little choir to sing to us. Hit it, gang. The death. Rasheen, how do you want to die? Well, I think if I have to die, mm. and listen, we're starting on a premise that I haven't accepted death. Okay. So <laughs> I'm only taking your word for it that I'm going to quote unquote die. Yes. But <laughs> if I have to go... <laughs> <laughs> if that is really what's at stake, yeah, um, I think a head massage. Oh, that gets out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in what way does it get out of hand? Just, I think if you, I'm, sh how, I don't know how long it would take that if you rub a head, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on a neck, if you rub a head, that it would just become putty. Like it, <laughs> it would, but it had. I want to basically, it'd have to be something that was really pleasurable until it went wrong. So I wouldn't want any sort of scary death. It'd just be something that when I went into it, it was my favourite thing. Okay. So head massages are my pleasure world. Yeah. And so I think, well, why not go out what, doing what you love? Okay. <laughs> but then it gets out of hand. Yeah, because I think, you know, a head massage, you know, I'm no expert. I would say probably most it should last is the bones of an hour. And even then, you know. That's a long massage. How much? <laughs> How much is, does this cost? Probably about 100 quid. Leak. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Come round mine. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll charge 80. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll rub your head for an hour. <laughs> but you don't know all the points. You need to know all the points and How stuff. do you know? <laughs> all the bumps and everything. Listen, I've lived a long life. I've learned a lot. I've had a lot of experiences. Well, I'd be up for that. Yeah. I would be up for that. So I think something like that, it would have to be something that I went into and just closed my eyes and it was a really pleasurable thing. Uh -huh. And then they'd have to just do it and do it and do it and do it until your head sort of becomes like putty. Or what if they just, so they're doing it nice and gentle and they just give you a quick neck break. Oh, that's good as well. So you'd be... But I can't know that before. Oh, no. No, because it just won't get the... the I'll still have too much tension in my head waiting to be killed. That's true. Yeah. No, you got you want to be nice and relaxed, yeah. don't you? I think that sounds great, actually. Yeah. Any other massage uh, that you like? Any other body parts you like being rubbed? <laughs> I once had a massage. For cash. <laughs> I once had a massage. And uh, you know when you lie down on the bed yeah. and you put your face through the hole? Yeah. And uh, I got so relaxed, I fell asleep when I dribbled right through it and the lady skidded on my drawer. 
<laughs> and honestly, it was so much. It looked like I was just like literally just Jesus. drooling. Jesus, should have put a bucket underneath. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, I can relax and nap and, you know, that's always my... Yeah. And I haven't got kids and stuff like that. I've got disposable income and I recognise there's a privilege in that. I'm not saying, <laughs> just get someone to massage you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can, and I don't drink anymore. Oh, so yes. So I can, you know, my, what I'd spend on a night out, I, yeah. can, I can spend on a massage. That's very true, actually. It all sort of balances out, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you'd spend more than 100 quid on a night out oh. living in London, wouldn't you? Oh, Christ, yeah. Oh, you, you know, looking at you in the morning after a night out, you're like, what if I spent 40 quid at a Londis? I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's you, you see, because um, you do like a little snack. You like a little treat. Oh, I do. But when I used to smoke as well, I'd buy I'd lo- buy my oh, fags and yeah. lose my fags like three times in a night. Wow. I'd be like, I've bought fags three times. Oh, God, you've got loads of money then for massages if you don't smoke anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't smoke. <sighs> but you need to so say that's my massage is my new sort of thing. Yes. Well, very good. So your head's been rubbed. Head been rubbed. And you've pegged it. And I've pegged it. So how do you think people are going to respond to this, Roisin? I think they'll be, they'll recognise it. I've had a touch. What do you Literally. mean? <laughs> 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 Everyone knows I love massage. I like... All my very good friends. Yes. I've had a lot of friends, same friends since I was like a teenager. Like I'd get them to plait my hair, brush my hair, uh-huh. you know, French plait my hair. Like everyone knows how much I like having my head touched. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> any boyfriend I've ever had like to go to sleep has been. So if yeah. they heard that, I'd, they'd be like, oh, well, she's blessed. She's gone out exactly. What they'd, a way to go. Yeah. They'd think she's absolutely nailed this. But would they be sad? I think somewhere in the middle. Okay. Um, I think they people would be sort of like, oh, that's God. Oh, <laughs> 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 right. God, what's she, what, the one from, what's she in? <laughs> the people that love me would still love me. And the people that, you know, I wouldn't, um, they would... I think they'd just probably Google me and say, mm. oh, right, she was in that or she did this. Or, or, or usually but they say, oh, I thought she was already dead. Yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> and then massage, there'll be a big out, outpouring of like massage companies saying, this isn't regular. <laughs> yeah, very true. So masseuses will be worried that their business will go down. Yes. But if your mates and loved ones were saying it's the way she wanted to go, yeah, then the business might go up. Yes, 100%. It would probably it would properly um, help it in some way. So we were like, she liked massage so much that she got massaged to death. To death. Head massage. Got to be clear because it's not just head massage; it's a head massage. It is a head massage. Yeah. She liked head massages. So Nowhere else. <laughs> Once you hit the neck, back up. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? Yeah. Get out of there! Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. After this short break. This is an advert from Uber One, a membership to save money on Uber and Uber Eats. Cathy, how do you feel about being a member? 
Excuse me, big god Ollie, a what? Oh, oh, sorry, oh no, as in having a membership somewhere. Right, well, that depends on what, where and who. Because with Uber One membership, you save money on Uber and Uber Eats. Oh, double whammy, give us the deets. Well, I'm actually a member of this myself. and You get £0 delivery fees and 5% off your Uber Eats orders. You get savings on Uber rides, but also, Cathy, they throw in amazing extra perks, like a year of Disney Plus included when you sign Sign up for an annual membership, which, as we both know, is great for kids and adults alike. Hang on. Savings on rides, food and TV? That's a triple whammy. It certainly is. And you can become a member for just five ninety nine a month, starting with a four-week free trial. Gorgeous. Join Uber One now and save on Uber and Uber Eats. This is an advertisement for BetterHelp Therapy Online. Goddess Charlie, you all right? You look a bit tense. What makes you say that? Well, <laughs> you're biting your nose and your leg is shaking like a horny chihuahua. Oh yeah, now you mention it, I do feel a bit stressed. Come and then, spill the beans to Auntie Kath. What's on your mind? That's the weird thing, I don't actually know. It could be the endless sleepless nights I spend strategising on how I'm going to get a ticket to Glastonbury this year, or it could be the triple espresso I necked to make sure I didn't fall asleep on the way to work. Blimey goddess, whatever it is, you should invest some time in getting to the bottom of it. You're right. It's no good letting things fester and get out of control, especially when it's so convenient to talk to therapists now. Ah, you mean our friends at BetterHelp? Precisely. It's entirely online and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wake. That's Better H-E-L-P dot com slash wake. I'm sort of, I've been preparing for my death for about 10 years. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, because I had loads of books and stuff. You know, everyone like, oh, I've got all my books, all my books on my shelves, show how clever I am. Well, I thought these books get on me fucking nerves. I don't, I've read them all. <laughs> I don't need them. And it's clutter. So I just started to get get rid of stuff and uh and it's been very freeing actually yeah. and I mean, it's a bit dis- disconcerting for people when they get me a present because they know I look at it I like it next day charity bag <laughs> I'm very grateful but it's like pff, that's that's just gonna gather some dust so but that's I think that's true I had um you knew this so I had like 10 so during lockdown yes. I cleared out my wardrobes oh yeah Forgetting I had nowhere to bring them. So basically, I took the clothes out of the wardrobes, filled my room up with black bags and basically created clutter that didn't... Like, <laughs> for a year and a half, they could have just been in the wardrobes. Oh, yes, because no one was open. No, no charity shops <laughs> were open. So I've just had these black bags <laughs> in my... And so I was, and then I sort of got used to them and then I got rid of them, like, finally, like, like, a, like a year and a half into lockdown. And, um, and a... F- I had like a physical sensation when they were out of the room. Like that, like it is a thing of like clutter is. Yeah, it is real. I, I, I'm not that feeling of like you know uh, tidy space, tidy mind, and all of that. It's it is real. It's yeah. a real sensation. It is mad. Yeah. So, Roisin Connery, you've pegged it. Yep. Everyone's very sad. And um, I mean, apart from the people that are like, who the fuck was that? Yeah, I, I don't know her. But the people that did know and love you dearly, and including your fans, they're going to want to read about you. So what publication do you want your obituary in? Just 17. Just 17? <laughs> Is that still a thing? No, I'd get it back for that. 
Oh. Just 17 or Smash Hits. <gasps> Is Smash Hits still a thing? No. But no. I, no. So do you want your obituary to be done like like a, a photo series? Yes. Like where, you, they, where they used to go, they get a boy and a girl and yeah. just do photos. It's like, oh, Rasheen's died. Oh. No, but it shows me coming in to sit in the head, sit in the. Oh, you want the actual? Yeah, but it's not me. It's an actress. Oh, but the she's death. gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone is like, it's all that. Charlene Steron could oh, do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah. comes in, and it's like all this, like a big old photo shoot. Like, yes. but the whole magazine is just my life. Maybe not the whole magazine because that's a bit narcissistic. But like three or four pages, then some interviews with like the bands that I grew up with and stuff like that. Like I think I'd really like. Well, and they're, they're talking about you. No, d- just talking about that, like them. So the rest of the magazine, I'd like it oh. to feel. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Kathy, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not funding this. <laughs> 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 But I think having the mag- as much of the magazine because I really like the idea of people getting a smash it. But oh, it's a smash it, and then just finding the obituary. Going, What's this? Yeah, yeah. And then like two pages and going, is this the obituary of? Yeah, I'd really like that. No, I think that sounds great. I loved smash hits. Yeah. I remember when Just 17 started, you see, because you'd have been a little baby yeah. when it started. But it started, I remember we were at, at school and we were probably about, I was probably about 13, 14. And we just couldn't believe it. It was so rude. You know, there's people snogging in it and uh, people talking about French kissing and and all that and boyfriend trouble, you know, and should I lose my virginity to him and all that. I mean, it was outrageous. It felt like... It felt like, you know, when you see in movies when someone takes drugs for the first time and everything yes. goes purple bubbles, like, like when I open like just, just 17 or smack, like just 17 more so, like you said, because it had all the ruder stuff, yes. you know, and like it made you a person, like this world is possible for you, uh-huh. you know, like you're going to go, I was obsessed. Yeah. I always loved magazines, pop magazines. Yes. Yeah, always. I'd buy even when I was like eleven or twelve. I'd get through all these magazines so fast, and then I'd go up and sit in the shop uh, and read the National Enquirer. Oh right, <laughs> I didn't know they were... <laughs> all the like these. This is like so. I'm maybe eleven, twelve. Yeah, I don't know who any of these people are the American. So basically, I used to read quite a lot about Burt Reynolds and Lonely Anderson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just obsessed with those magazines. Any yeah. magazines with like pop stars or actors and stuff like that. And did the did the news agent like? Did he like you coming along? He go, oh, where she is? Did he put magazines aside for you so you would never miss? He did, he did the um, smash it suggestion. National Enquirer, I, he, I think he, he used to want to try and get me to buy it, but it was out of my budget. It was, right. like, I don't know, it was a lot more expensive. Yeah. And it felt like an adult magazine. Like, it was all about aliens and stuff, you mm. know. But I, I sensed, I thought, this has got goods, this has got the stuff I want to read about. Yeah. Absolute. Um, but yeah, he'd let me sit down, he'd let me sit on the papers. You know, remember the papers are on the ledge, on the floor oh, yeah. bit, and then you've got the magazines, and I just sit on the papers, and, it, and he'd be like, Get <laughs> well, off. like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> sit there like a cat. Yeah, he'd let me sit in there, read all the magazines that I couldn't buy, and then he'd like, yeah, it was sweet, actually. Yeah, see, I had a local news agent that I did a bit of work for, but I was always sort of wandering around trying to find ways of earning a shekel. And I went up to this uh, guy and said, I'll sort out the cards, you know, like the Christmas cards and the birthday cards. I'll put the cards with the right envelopes because they were always in a bit of a mess. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, and I did this for him <laughs> without realising we hadn't agreed on 
<laughs> on a wage. <laughs> I was about 11. I went, I was all those cards, yeah, put them in the right envelopes. He went, great, knock yourself out. Yeah. And I did it all. And I went to him, I've done it. And he went, great, thanks. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. But then I, I learnt next time. You got to say it up front. Yeah. You know what get I mean? the fee sorted. Yeah, fifty p an hour. Yeah. I'll sort out the cards. <laughs> I was in charge of cards at Woolworths. Oh, were you? Yeah. See, I envy that. I'd l- I'd love to have worked at Woolworths. I loved it. Yeah, Woolworths was was pretty good. I do miss the old Woolies. Yeah, it was uh, it was like Amazon on crack. It was mad. It had yeah. everything in there, everything yeah. you needed. But I love the the um the the Christmas. I didn't love Christmas. I loved the Christmas feel. It was like uh. A sense of uh, going to war, like you, I'd, I'd have butt- <laughs> in the morning. I remember looking in the mirror, like buttoning my shirt, but almost like do 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 It was absolute carnage. Like I'd walk in and I'd think it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I'd get in there, like Gary, the manager, like there's no bags. I'd be like, what? <laughs> People come up with like six telly tubbies and bubbies, and I'd be like, there's no bags. I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Just screaming at you it was really um you just seeing people at christmas how mad they go yeah like it was a lot but it was a really enjoyable job yeah i've just remembered about eddie the news agent as well um i um wrote a letter i was because i was always trying to find ways to earn a bit of money and then i saw in um like the london evening news which i think now is the evening standard anyway if you wrote a letter to the letters page if you were a kid you got a pound so i wrote a letter about how lovely it was to see lionel blair on new faces <laughs> because everybody's so cruel on there i'd never watched new faces my mate paula who lived downstairs they watched itv we didn't and i just happened to clock that lionel blair was on it for the first time so i thought fucking hell that's a good letter <laughs> So, so I wrote this letter and it got published. It got published. So I was like delighted. I thought, great, I've got a pound coming. <laughs> anyway, two weeks later, still no pound. <laughs> I can't believe you watched like a bit content. Well, <laughs> like a journo running upstairs, murder she wrote. <laughs> Lionel Blair. <laughs> well, I went down to the phone box on Essex Road and I actually phoned, I phoned the newspaper. Because I said, I wrote a letter and it was printed in the letters page <laughs> and I still haven't had my pound. So anyway, about a week later, they sent me the pound. It was in a cheque. It was a cheque for a pound. So, of course, I didn't have a bank account. My dad didn't have a bank account. So I took it to Eddie and I said, could you could you give me a pound for this cheque? And he gave me 75p. <gasps> that average, I mean, 75p for it. Oh, that's bad. I was 15p down. Because the London Evening News didn't think about people that didn't have bank accounts. Oh, Eddie sounds like that's a terrible thing to do to a kid. Oh, no, it is. He's dead, long dead, so it's all right. He won't, <laughs> he won't mind us talking about this. <laughs> I've just got to blow my hooter. So, excuse me. Right, we've got very off track, goddess. I knew this would happen because <laughs> she's a pal. And, we, and we're just used to chatting shit for three hours, you see. This so. is good stuff. So, you're dead. Do you believe in reincarnation? Probably do believe in free kind. And what would you like to come back as? Would you like to be an animal, a vegetable, or a mineral? Animal, vegetable, or mineral. Ooh, I think I'd like to come back as a deep sea thing. One of those things you see on David Attenborough's, you know, 
Oh, yeah. The ones where you're like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know the name of them, but they glow. Like a sort of glowing sort of jellyfish type thing. One's right deep down where it's like, that can't be real. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that sounds quite good. Yeah. What would you do down there? Just sort of mill around. <laughs> Miller, oh, that's what I'm sort of thinking is I don't want to, animals and vegetables are going to, I need to be away from humans, I think. Because I think yes. if I'm not a human, you're the prey. So, but if I'm far underneath that water, yeah, I might, you know, I might stand a chance or have a different experience. You might stand a chance. It, yeah, it just depends when you're going to die. Because if it's in about 50 years, I, I don't think, there, there won't be a deep down in the sea anymore. Do you mean, where? Well, I just think the world's, it's all going to pot, isn't it? Yeah. You know? So who knows what's going to happen? I reckon there'll be tsunamis and all sorts going on and your little glowing sea creature could, you know, not not really have the existence that you were hoping for. Jesus, Kathy. I Give know. me some hope. New drugs have come out. We could live to be hundreds of years old. But why would you want to? I'd like to see... How it ends. Yeah, I sort of feel I've seen the end. <laughs> <laughs> I do though. I sort of feel yeah, I had quite I had quite quite a strange daytime dream. You know, daytime dreams. Oh, uh, yeah. They're full on, aren't they? Yeah. And um yeah, and I I, I don't know why I don't I mean I really like Sarah Millican, but we're not <laughs> close. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> but we're not close mates. But anyway, in my dream, it was me and Sarah Millican. <laughs> And we were sat somewhere. We were sat, and um, it was, um, we must have been on holiday because there was a really nice table with an umbrella and the sun was shining. And then this wind came, like a sort of from from the depths, like a tornado type thing. And we started to shake and rumble, and the wind started to take us up. And I said to Sarah Milligan, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. And and then the whole world was destroyed. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told Sarah this story, but it really stayed with me because I thought, oh, that's that's how it's going to happen. Not, 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 I don't think Sarah and I will actually be on holiday, but I literally, I, I woke up feeling that was the sensation of a nuclear bomb going off. Oh, God forbid, no. Don't go anywhere, we'll be back after this short break. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it, been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show, but my listeners wanted to write the ad for me, and here are some of the things they said. Not your regular Juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. Anyway, enough about me and Sarah Milligan. 
we're on to the funeral. The funeral. So, what are we getting? Traditional? Irish? I thought about this, actually, and uh, I thought this might come up, and I thought... (laughs) (laughs) I thought this might come up. It's it's why you're here. I thought this might come up, and I thought I'd like to see, instead of people, I'd like a people-less funeral. Yeah. And every dog I've ever met just lying in all the pews. Oh, Every dog I've ever stroked, every dog I've ever had a snuggle with, all of them just like lying in all the pews. And I would be so happy with that. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't it? A church full of dog shit. <laughs> but but that's but that's really I think that's really, really sweet. Yeah. All of them just in there and like I think like still the full service, but just all the dogs not really knowing why they're there. But oh. all of them. All of them. Cause I I don't I've ever seen a dog that I haven't petted. Or like kissed, or like you know, I'm obsessed with dogs. I always have been. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was thinking all the dogs you've ever met. Imagine all them showing up. It'd be oh. lovely. Did you have dogs when you were a kid? No, we didn't. We were in a flat, so it was quite small. I lived in a council estate, and all of my mates had, had dogs, and so they were almost like my dog. I'd be always in their in their houses and stuff. So I was really close with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got a dog dog now, haven't got you? Got a dog now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Miss Harpo barks, but she loves my mum more now because of lockdown. But. Oh, Harpo Barks is a great name. Yeah. The other idea I had mm. was having all the people I know in, in you know, in the funeral, in the, in the, I'm about to say the audience, such a performer, in the audience. <laughs> um, and then having everyone who reads or does anything about me oh, yeah. being someone who's never met me. Oh. Like a blag, like a yeah. joke. And, yes. And just watching them be like, what's he saying? So someone has to just go up and not know who they're doing the eulogy for or talking about or whatever. Right. I think just for the joke of watching people be like, that's what, what who's he talking about? Yeah. Who would you get? It would be some actor or some improviser. <laughs> some <actor. laughs> someone who needs the gig. I'm you okay. Know, someone who needs a gig. Someone's agent phones him and goes, Listen, we've got a eulogy. What do you mean? He goes, yeah. You don't know who it is, you just have to improvise. Well, you could pay the actor the hundred quid that you didn't give to the masseuse. <laughs> So that'd be good because, you know, times are hard. Yeah. So this actor shows up and he's like, or, or, they, or she's like, or they like, yeah. this is, someone's gone. Yeah. You just have to talk about their life and what and what they did and they, they know nothing. Okay. And then that, that person just speak. And I just think that'd be very funny. Yeah. But only the dogs are there to appreciate it. No, there's two separate ideas. So I'm still, oh. these are what I'm giving to you. The main one is the dogs. Right. And the other one is people I know. Yes. Like same traditional, but none of them are allowed to talk. It's only people who've never met me and have no idea who they're talking about are allowed to talk. I see. Like a prank. I see. Yeah. Very good. So they can be like, I met her in the army, or people like, because they're all these actors. Yeah. And just watch the idea of the, the people looking at each other going, what's, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds very good. Yeah. Um, do you want a nice casket? What are you going to do? Are you going to be buried or are you going to be cremated? Oh, buried, yeah. Casket. I think I read this thing years ago that said, I'm going to get the percentage wrong, but it was like 20% of coffins they found like up until the 1700s had nail marks in it because right. they never used to know the difference when people died or if they're in a coma. So oh, they just got buried. Right. So I'd have an edible coffin. An edible coffin, yes. <laughs> like chocolate, something that's kind of sturdy. Yeah. But also, if he hasn't killed me with a massage and I've just, I'm just very relaxed, <laughs> I could just eat my way out, which is uh, how I deal with a lot of life's problems. 
and I'd like to be buried stood up. Oh, okay. And the other thing I thought was to make it more fun for the people who might find me at any time. (laughs) (laughs) Vampire teeth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stood up. Yeah. And then have like, yeah, just I thought, why not? If you're going to like be buried like in in a weird way, like like I'd like someone get you positioned in a sort of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Put a pair of, you've got to like add add to the story. Just for our listener, Rasheen was doing startled. Startled, aggressive, startled. Yeah, coming at you, and um, and I thought, why not? If you then in a couple of generations, someone finds you, and they're like, oh, she had vampire teeth. Maybe she was a vampire. That's it. But why? Why stood up? I think a vampire wouldn't lie down, and also it just feels a bit more dignified. Yeah, and you're not going to get tired, right? The idea of lying down mm. is sort of like, well, I'm going to be exhausted being dead. But isn't one lying down one of your favourite things to do, though, Roche? Oh, my God, it's absolutely. But I feel like in in death, I want to try something new. <laughs> <laughs> in death, you're going to try and be energised. Keep, oh, keep fit. <laughs> keep fit. Keep your Fitbit. <laughs> keep, you know, they say you need to be, you know, like those people in offices who stand up at typewriters. Yes. That would be like that. But yeah, me. what's all that about? I mean, I ain't been into a pub for years. But when when I walk past pubs, they've got these tables now that people stand up around. Yeah. Awful. What the fuck is that? And those stalls, I mean, don't get me started. I don't like seats you have to climb. Oh, yeah. Well, you're no, like, no. And they're up like that and people are like, this is not comfortable. No. Like, having to, yeah, it's a weird thing. Mm. I like a cosy, sloppy seat. Yes. A real, like, you know, a seat where you think, well... I hope I haven't got to move for four hours because I'm. Or I hope some, everyone looks away so I can get out of this with some dignity. <laughs> Shout it to our listener if you don't mind now. Hello, ever wondered how the fuck someone becomes an undertaker? Well, join me on Six Feet Under, our bonus episodes where I rifle through your stories and chat to our resident undertaker, Rue Callender. You know, after 23 years of doing it, I'm still scared of death. And I'm more scared of grief. Yes. Really terrified of grief. Get involved. Whack us an email on death at something else.com. There's no G in something. So, do you believe in heaven? If you do, who would you want to meet you at the pearly gates? The writers. The writers. I always think we've got like, I always feel like there's writers. Like I just call them the writers. The writers. Yeah, like whenever the world goes mad, mm. which it has done since 2006, like, you know, it, yeah. I mean, it's always been mad, but maybe we're more aware of it or whatever. I am personally more aware of it. I feel like they've got new writers in. Oh, really? Yeah, they've got real, they've got some real, the bold and the beautiful writers in now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all drama. Yes. It's all like, you know, and so I'd like to see who's, I'd like to think there's more that I can't comprehend that there's other worlds and lives and, you know, that we get to be in another space. Because, you know, one likes to... Really, I know we'll probably go back to what it was before I was here. Like, uh-huh. no consciousness, yes. you know. But I like the idea that once you start, mm. <laughs> you like wrinkles, you can't stop. <laughs> We're like... We just go into other little bits, you know. Yes. Like actors in the on the world stage, they just put us in other in other worlds, you know. Like, like got, I had a part on Earth for a bit and now, uh, yeah, I'm in Mars. I'm yeah. Doing, yeah. So I'd like to, like, show up somewhere else. Yeah. What do you like? No, no, it's not about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now let's move on to... The Will and the Wake 
<laughs> uh, so this is is this what, what happens at the wake? So the wake in Ireland is before the funeral. Well, yeah, but this is you know we're on we're on British soil. So here. what do they do here at the wake? I don't know. They just get pissed. I think it's right. just about oh the do You're the, do. About the do the do right right you call yeah it the do right yeah. yeah. Oh at the do oh yeah there's going to be I would expect and I expect very few favours mm. but all of the takeaway restaurants that I <laughs> <laughs> that I have come to <laughs> cherish yes. and be on first term, I'd expect them to provide a real buffet of filth. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have, I think I'd have a band. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I'd have a big old, I wouldn't want it to be maudlin. No. Um, they could do that on their own time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'd have, yeah, loads of food. Really good seats, really like comfy. A really, I would I'd like to be associated with comfort. Okay, like that sort of thing. So really great food, really great seats, great music, not too loud either. Mm. And they they keep showing up the delivery drivers. I'd get it, it, it wouldn't be laid out when they get there. The delivery drivers would keep coming in. It'd be like I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think I'd have. Uh, Quite a cosy wake. I'd yeah. let I'd let them have a moment. I'd let people. I'd try not to do too many pranks or too much. I'd have a quite earnest. Yeah, uh, yeah let them have a nice seat and a sit down after the dogs or whatever. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. And why don't you want the music too loud? Oh, I can't bear it, Kath. Yeah, you're not going to be there. I know, but I I'm very like. I, there's no stalls there either. Stalls. Stalls, people. Oh, stalls, yeah, yeah, high stalls. Yeah, yeah we don't want that. No. All the seats have got arms. Yeah, nice. Um, arms and backs. Arms and backs. Do you like these? Do you oh, like these our coffin very, seats? These are absolutely bliss. Uh, the vampires know how to live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd probably, and I'd probably give them uh, like gift bags. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. novel. Yeah, gift bags. And it just have like, you know what? It would be a lucky dip. Oh, yeah. So, a gift bag, but mm. it would be what's happened. Someone would go around my room in a blindfold mm. <laughs> on a messy day yeah. and just pick up bits and put it into each, like all the gift bags. So it could be like a pair of knickers, dirty or clean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it could be an old Fucking mascara. Hell. Sunny side up. An old mascara. This would be an just, example of a gift just bag. Just shit. Just your oh, no. leftover shit that you, you haven't thrown away before, no. you, before you died. <laughs> No, these are all my personal artefacts. Oh, right. But they're thrown around the room. Yeah. Because that's how my personal artefacts live. <laughs> so it'd be an old mascara, maybe like some makeup wipe pads yeah. and like and, and a pair of knickers you might get. Yeah. Someone else might get, they might be lucky, they could get the 20 quid because there's always a bit of cash I'll like, drop out of my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> 20 quid. <laughs> um, a taste of cream that I've got. <laughs> it'd just be the stuff from my room. When I was younger... Um, my room was very much how your room sounds. I mean, this is in my 20s and my room was such a tip because you're still living at home and all you've got is your room, your own room. And my mate Perry, who plays Billy in EastEnders, he came around one day and he went, I'm going to help you tidy your room. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, here we go. Anyway, just in coinage, we found £47. Wow. <laughs> That's just, amazing. Just in coins, all around, all around the room, under the bed, everything. That's a 
brilliant. That's the best bit about cleaning when yeah. you find cash. But now it's not. No, it's not no, a cash world. You no. don't get that joy. No. I used to love finding notes down the back of the sofa. Yeah. Sometimes I'd hide notes. You know, you you get a bit of money. So I would hide. I don't do it anymore. So don't think, oh, I can rob her and I know where her cash is because no. I don't have cash in the house. <laughs> All right. And um, but I'd I'd put tenors and tw- uh, and fivers in books. You know, hide them in books around the bookshelf, yeah. and then I forget about them. You see, and then a couple of years on or whatever, when you think, "Fucking hell, I'm really skint. I just all I need is fifteen pounds." <gasps> George Orwell, <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's he got? Oh, he's a tenner in here. <laughs> Little bit of John Steinbeck. Ooh, twenty pounds. I was flush then. So uh, that's a great like. That's like. Like giving yourself a treat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great, it's a great thing to do. But it would have been a great tip for the young people. But no cash, <laughs> not living in a cash world. So. No. Well, the wake sounds lovely. So that's marvellous. Now, what about the will? So we know that you're going to just leave your messy room mm. as it is. But is there anything you wouldn't want anybody to find? Is there something you've got to get rid of before you pop off? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm not that, um, I don't really have like, I think, you know what I do, Kath? I do a lottery. Oh, yes. And so any money I had, any scripts or anything, you know, I've got things like that that I'd probably go, you know, someone could have that or whatever. Mm. I'd do a lottery. I'd, I'd do like a, a ball, you know, like, so all my family and friends, so no one could get wound <laughs> up. <laughs> So it's a sort of potluck thing. Potluck, yeah. And they'd all they'd all have to pay, and then all the money they so paid. nobody's upset that they haven't got your old manky mascara and somebody no, else. They're the gift bags, and the other stuff would be proper. Like if I had a bit of cash, or if I had a bit of my laptop or my phone, and all that sort of gear, the telly, and you know, car, whatever I had going on, I would do. All my friends and family would be allowed to pay a tenner. Yes. And all that money would go to charity. Yes. And then they'd get what they got, and if they won it. They got it, and if they didn't, that's it. No one could have the ump, and I've got no admin to do. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. All sorted. Big night. Roll up, roll up. <laughs> We're going for the car. We're going for the car. <laughs> if only. You ain't got a car, have you? <laughs> All you got is some dirty old niggers and a monkey's mascara. <laughs> but you know what's good is that you're, you're not ashamed of anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a rarity. Gabby, you can't say that. You can't, you can't say that. You know what's good? You're <laughs> you know what's good? You're not ashamed. You are ashamed. <laughs> I know, it's a great, that's a great quality to have, is here. I think I'm, things that I've, I'm embarrassed about wouldn't be the same as other people. I've got my, I get really embarrassed about certain things, but things like that, mm. like my front room, like, mm. or my bedroom being a mess, I'm not that, uh, to the, you know, yeah, my no. mum would be like, close that door, and I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm like, they can see it, I don't care. She's like, they can take a photo. I was like, well, let them have it. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> you great thing about you, you're not ashamed of anything. I'm like, you make me sound like Trump, just shameless. Oh yeah, way I look at it, Kathy. Absolutely. Oh, oh dear. Well, this is this has been a, a wonderful. It's been such a treat. A wonderful where there's a will, there's a way. Now I do have powers, as I'm Lucy Limbo, 
or Penelope Purgatory. Ooh. That's who I am. But I have details. My calculator. <laughs> I can... I know the date of when you're going to die. Oh, God, make it really far away. Tippy-tap, uh, tap Oh, hang on. That's weird. Nothing's come back. Oh, so much of my fucking powers. I'm live forever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Roisin Connerty. Thank you, Gav. You can have a little wee wee. You know. Oh, no she, she's oh, going. Is it possible to get another Is she coffee, going? Lovelies? Is that possible? Is that... She's going. Oh, she's gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My producer goddess for this episode is Charlie Morrell. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson. Sound engineering by Gulliver Tickle. Video engineering by Teddy Riley. Production coordinator is Archon Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner and Dan Cocker. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. 